Happy 2023 from College Football Overnight. Hey, we're still around. The show hasn't ended yet. I know we've been on a long break, not by design. We have both had some family issues and things to worry about. Don't worry, we're still with you through the end of the month. Yeah, just shit happens sometimes. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, today is Bowl Review Day. And we got all of them, given that we're recording this on Monday night after the Rose Bowl. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about the semis, we're going to talk about the New Year's Six, we're going to talk about every other bowl game too. You know, those of you who've been around with us for a while, just think of this like a Sunday morning, Sunday night show. Except post-bowl games. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'm Joe. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ShadowYoshi5. He's Kevin. You can find him at Shonen Sports on Twitter and Shonen83 on Instagram. Uh, and let's get on with the show. Let's get on with it. Um, college football playoff semifinals. So which one of these two do you want to talk about first? Uh, TCU, Michigan. TCU, Michigan. TCU, 51. Michigan, 45. Yeah. So we'll get more in, in depth here. But my first thought on this too many mistakes for Michigan. They just weren't clean in this game. No, they weren't at all. Um, J.J. McCarthy's two interceptions, let's just be honest here. Okay, the first one was a bad play call and a worse throw. Okay. In that it was on a, it was on an out route, you know, in a 0-0 game, second drive of the game. And here's where, you know, it was a bad play call. There were two TCU players in the area. The one who intercepted it. There was also another one who almost certainly, well, he wasn't going to intercept it, almost certainly was going to knock the ball away. Mm-hmm. That's a bad play call if they've got two people in position to defend it. But it's an even worse throw because if you're the quarterback, you don't want to take the risk, even on the guy who's in position to defend the pass, that he tips it and it ends up somewhere weird because he's clearly in position, right? Yeah. Yeah, you need to throw that ball over their heads and out of bounds. Period. Yeah. Like, if you're going to throw to that side where that outbreaking receiver is, he has no chance at that ball. You have to throw that ball out of bounds. You cannot let either of those two corners make a play. And, yes... I get maybe you didn't see the front guy who threw the interception, but if you're throwing it out of bounds, there's no way he can make a play on the ball, even Mm -hmm. if you didn't see him. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that that first one is just a brutal interception. The second one? um, The second one's just a bad read by McCarthy. Just, just straight up. It was a bad read. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, no. <laughs> you can't defend it anything else. I mean, I know the uh, the particulars. 20 of 34, 343, two touchdowns, two picks. QBR 78.5 looked pretty good. He did not play well. Sometimes QBR lies. Yeah. 
and, and, and you know what the other part of QBR lying here is? What? He got a lot of points on QBR because of the two deep shots, one on the flea flicker and the other, like, right as they cross the 50 on a sudden change, right when you want to take a deep shot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, so you had a sudden change in plus territory and a flea flicker as you cross the 50-yard line. Those are both just... They skew the... um... They skew the QBR. They're also the textbook times to take deep shots. Yeah. Um, Donovan Edwards bottled up after the first play also. I mean, Uh, yeah. Well, no, 54 yard run on the first play. Oh, okay. And 22 yard, 22 carries for 65 yards after that. Mm hmm. That's not good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, sure, lots of yardage for Michigan. Lots of points, ultimately, too, right? Yeah, they're trying to get back. Yeah, but ultimately, the two interceptions, the fumble at the goal line, which we'll get to in a second. Um, y- you know, the botched fourth down play at the very end. Yeah. that That's just too many mistakes in a game like this. You know, you can't, you know, you can't spot the other team 14 with your offense and fumble the ball at the one yard line going in and throw a Philly special on your first, uh, on fourth down and goal from the two on your first drive and get nothing out of it. Yeah. And expect to win the game. Like, do I think Michigan was the better team? In, like, if these two teams played a seven-game series, I think Michigan would win the series. Probably like four to two. Yeah. Like, I think Michigan's still the better team. But, um, I'm not 100% certain of that. I mean, for one thing, TC running game. Kendra Miller, their, star- their starting running back, mm-hmm. got knocked out of this game early. He had eight carries for 57 yards. Yeah. And, um, Amari DiMercato comes in off the bench and goes 17 for 150. Yeah. Like, like if, if you were to tell me before the game to write an upset script, even without the turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. 250, you know, 263 yards rushing, it, you know, over 200 yards rushing and up into the 250 area is probably part of that script. And that's what TCU got in this game. And mostly without their starting running back. Yeah. They just played amazingly, like... Yeah, they played a great game. Yeah. Michigan didn't play a clean game. And... um, TCU kind of got the breaks at the right times. They held on for dear life at a few points. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, that third quarter was bonkers. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you, you aren't going to find too many more entertaining quarters. Um, yeah. 
And then, uh, uh, yeah, and then, I mean, like, the second half of this game was great. The first half was only okay-ish. Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah, yes, also, so question, do you think Michigan has the right to be aggrieved with the refs here? Um, Noting that you weren't, weren't didn't watch the first half, right? No, I watched the first half. Okay. Uh, yeah, that catch, that looked like a touchdown. Everybody Let's be real, he scored. Let's be he real scored. here. We're pretty sure he scored. If he didn't score, there's no way you can overturn the call on the field there. What happened to yeah. indisputable video evidence? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I am, I'm about 80 to 90% sure he scored. I could get if they had called him down at the at the one or the half yard line and reviewed it, saying you can't overturn it to a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But there's no way you could make that overturn. Like that that that's just horrible. And yes, yeah. and yes, I know Michigan botched it on the next play. Yeah, that was the fumble, right? That was the fumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, two parts to this. One, yes, that's a that's a horrible call. Took points off the board, right? Yeah. Two, you've got to punch the ball in from the one yard line, though. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so, the more egregious one, I think, actually, is the targeting at the end. Oh God, that was targeting. <laughs> exactly, and you know what? You know what? You know what I think was. Hmm. They got to look at that play for the targeting upstairs. And you know what the ref said? What? That was a odd scramble play from hell. Fuck no, we don't have the balls to make this game keep going on that play. Yeah. Had it been a regular pass or even like a slant pass hook and ladder with the same things happening and not a fumbled snap with a forward pass by the running back, which he was behind the line of scrimmage and there had not been a forward pass. So that was not an illegal forward pass. Yeah. Um, and, and laterals and, and just a mess from the start. Like had that been a normal play, I think they might've called it. Yeah. But I think they looked at this and went, we cannot reward them with a first down on this play with this. Like, we can't we can't extend the game and reward them with the first down on this shit. Yeah. Like that guy probably shouldn't be playing on Monday. Or at least in the first half on Monday. Yeah, in the first half. Yeah. But wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he shouldn't be playing and at the same time that one would have been total Complete and utter garbage had Michigan gotten a first down and then gone down and scored. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by the way, that exact type of thing literally happened earlier this season, back in week one, in a game I watched. Okay. Where the game was over. And it was extended because of a targeting. Which one? 
Which game? Um, Bryant versus Florida International. Huh. Oh, okay. It's... On the opening Thursday of the season. <laughs> Some game I wasn't going to be watching anyway. I only turned it on because I was having an argument with a guy on Twitter. We're like, yeah, they're both the scores and went, hey, you turning this on? Yeah, yeah. Because we're like, yeah, it's an FCS upset attempt. Yeah. On night one of the season. And you never know when, you, know, you don't know how many of them you're going to get. So particularly on night one, um, if you've got a spare screen, you're going to flip it on. Yeah. Um, and we did. And we went back and forth like, oh, it's targeting. But, oh, you feel so bad because you know how it's going to end. Yeah. And Florida International got the thing to overtime and, and then won the game in overtime on a two-point conversion. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Like, we've seen this actually happen before somehow. This season, but, like, I get it. You can't extend the playoff on that. No. Ohio State, Georgia 42, Ohio State 41. Yeah, this was amazing back and forth. I only watched the second half, but yeah. Here, here's what I'll say to this. Um, Ryan Day literally coached the game of his fucking life. Yeah. Until first down with 30 seconds to go. <laughs> when he called that run. <laughs> I mean, he was trying to get it at least as close as possible. He was but... trying to get a few yards, right? Here's yeah. the thing. You've got two timeouts in your pocket, right? Yeah. I actually think calling a run is okay, but you know when you call the run? When? You call the run on um, when you're down to one timeout. You don't call it when you have two of them. In other words... Or you call it on second down. In other words, you throw the quick slant on first down or the or the quick out route on first down. Oh, okay, yeah. If you're tackled in bounds, you know, you call the timeout, then you call the run on second. And you know why you do it that way? Hmm. Because there's the threat of the run and the pass on both plays. There's no threat of the run if you only have one timeout left. If uh, There's no threat of the run if you've used a timeout after the run and you only have one timeout left because you have to save one for the possible sack okay, or, or, the yeah. possible get, or the possible run the kicker on the field and get the kicker out there. Um, you have to, have to, have to. Um, you know, if you've run once, you can't run twice in a row. You'd be rightly crucified. Mm-hmm. So, and because you've run and everybody knows you can't run twice in a row, everybody on the planet knows the second one's a pass. If you throw on the first one, the threat of a run is still possible. So yeah. even if it's unlikely, you can't 100% sell out against mm-hmm. the pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is what happened, and that's part of why Keely Ringo was able to knock the slant away uh, on second down before the third down play, which, of course, clearly is going to be what it is. Yeah. And, you know, it ended up with CJ running for his life. 
yeah. and, and just getting rid of the ball as he needed to because you absolutely can't take a sack. Yeah. Wow, they both have 23 for 34. Yeah. So this was this was about the best game. This was the best game I've seen CJ Stride play. Yeah, he was, uh, this was amazing. Just like it was pretty much a shootout, right? Yeah, th- this pretty much was. Um, yeah. Unfortunate that Marvin Harrison got hurt on boy, oh boy, a bang bang play at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um. So Stetson Bennett, yeah, three hundred ninety-eight yards passing. So here's the yeah. deal: he was rattled for long portions of this game. Mm-hmm. But you know where he made his hay here? What? Where? There is, um, there is one throw, and I noticed it during the game, and they call, and uh, Richard Johnson called it out on Split Zone Duo on the Patreon show review show of this. Mm-hmm. For all the faults, Stetson Bennett, Bennett the walk on arm strength question, size question, moxie, all that, yeah, plus and minus. Oh yeah, yeah. The throw in between the linebacker and the safety, dropping it in. He's freaking awesome at. Yeah. <laughs> and when you have Brock Bowers, when you have tight ends who can go into that spot, and when you have tight ends who can decoy to that spot and receivers comfortable going over the middle into those slots, that is a great skill to have. Yeah. Like, in, in Georgia's offense, the way it was run, um, particularly um, once Darnell Washington was out injured, you know, and with Lad McConkey limping around and barely able to go, that was the most important throw on the field to be able to make. He's able to make it, and he made hay doing it. Yeah. Um. You know, speaking of McConkey, he could barely go, but you know what? The dude could get over. He just couldn't run. Mm-hmm. Um, as noted by the two point conversion, where McConkey, where after doing almost nothing, two catches for minus one because he basically couldn't do much. Dude got himself open in the end zone for the two-pointer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I expect we're going to see a lot more in the championship game from the Georgia running game, though. Um, Georgia's not a team that wants to... Yeah, that wants to throw 34 times and run 26, particularly when Stetson Bennett and team are nine of those carries, which is basically, that's two kneel downs and seven Stetson Bennett runs. Yeah. Like, that means Georgia really only handed the ball off 17 times in this game. Mm. That's not Georgia football. You know, it, it, it's just not. Um, and yes, they, you know, lots of yardage for Georgia, um, in this game, 533 to 467. I mean, like not a huge advantage cause you know, Ohio state a lot. Well, yeah, but yeah, you know, and, and notably like Ohio state basically didn't even try to run the ball for most of, for most of this game. Um, no, no. In part because you, they—I mean—they're basically out of bodies at running back at this point. Yeah. 
you know, like to the point of had they, you know, had they made the 50 yard field goal to win this game, they would have been walking in next week with four wide receivers and whichever scholarship running back they have on the roster is capable of throwing a block in pass cut in pass pickup. And that's it. Yeah. Cause there would, they're not, there's no running backs capable of playing at this point. Yeah, throw throw him four draw plays and a screen. Other than that, he's a he's basically a blocking fullback for the pass game. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we're basically running the Ohio State version of the air raid. Um <laughs> had they won. So yeah. Um so, yep, Georgia TCU. We'll be there next week. Yep. What's what's your pick? Oh man, um, it's hard not to um, say Georgia. They are just like the better, more physical team. TCU, they're awesome, but Georgia's Georgia. But I say Georgia's, that now. <laughs> yeah, no, Georgia's gonna win the game. Yeah, but you know what? That spread of Georgia by thirteen. Hmm. I'm gonna think. That TCU's going to cover that. I'm thinking something like a 34-24 type final, or a 35-24 type final in Georgia's favor, which would which would cover the spread. Hmm, okay. Um, on the TCU side, like I don't think you know a 13 point favorite. Yeah, like Georgia's not going to uh, dismantle them. Um, you know the way they did Tennessee or um, or Oregon. Mm-hmm. Or even LSU in the first half, like I, um, yeah, like I, this. This honestly feels maybe more like the Florida game where they got up ahead, but they or the Kentucky game. Both those games they got up ahead, but they never really put it away until late. Yeah, like this is gonna feel like those games, but with TCU clearly at a higher quality. Yeah, than, than those two, but like the final score lines might be similar. Like this is not going to be the disembowelings of Oregon and South Carolina and Auburn and Tennessee and LSU. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I'm hoping it's still going to be an entertaining, good game. I I think it will be. Yeah, like I could easily see this be this being something like it's twenty seven seventeen at the end of the third with TCU having the ball. Yeah. And at that point, you're like, I can squint and see it still, even <laughs> if I don't think it's going to... Like, you know, you know that, that solid 7 out of 10 game where you're like, well, that was fun. Yeah. And they weren't really ever going to win, but they were never out of it, and it was fun watching them try, try to get close type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, on to the New Year's Six. Rose Bowl. Penn State 35, Utah 21. Uh, well, when your best quarterback is out. It's not just the quarterback. Utah, quite honestly, in the second half of this game, Utah just ran out of dudes. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I mean, remember, they were already on the third tight end here. The, mm-hmm. They were on the second running back. The star corner wasn't playing. Um, multiple guys got knocked out, injured at different points. When the quarterback went out, you're just like, they don't have anybody left. Yeah, it, 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 like 
that and, and that's why a lot of people say, you know, you, you know, you need the blue chip ratio, which Utah's not on. It's so that you have the depth to overcome that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, like Ohio State was in a similar boat, right? Yeah, but Ohio State still had the, still had enough dudes where they could change their plan and almost win the game despite it against a better team. You know, in Georgia, than Utah was playing in Penn State. Um, as for Penn State, ready to get the hype train going for next season? <laughs> um, is Drew Aller the backup? Drew Aller, yeah, Drew Aller's Drew Aller is the guy next year. Uh huh. Yeah, Sean Clifford, he, I think he's up. He, he, yeah. He, yes. Yes. He's finally done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean felt like forever but you know well, yeah because guys... he was there for six years yeah <laughs> yeah those super seniors very super seniors with the uh, because the the 2020 was because, a free year yeah because of the covid year um uh, yeah but um oh which reminds me is stanson bennett still available for another year no no so he's done too heavens no <laughs> <laughs> no that was year six for stetson also okay or the year six for Stetson. Go have a wonderful career as, as a uh, car salesman. Not car salesman, but uh, the, yeah, the owner. Car salesman or insurance salesman or whatever yeah. else you want to do. Yeah. Or or as like that coach on the field, third team quarterback who never plays it down and makes the minimum for a quarterback for like seven years in the NFL. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> if, you, if you could get a cup of coffee in the NFL, do it. But yeah. I think at the very least he'll get a free agent deal and a tryout. Yeah. Okay, back um, to <laughs> real quick yeah. back to But yeah, for Penn Bowl. State, just note, you know, Katron Allen and Nick Singleton, the two running backs. Uh I'd like to remind you that both of them, you know, the two star running backs are true freshmen. Mm-hmm. Penn State's always got a couple receivers coming up. Mm-hmm, of um, course. Kendra Lambert-Smith, who had the 88-yarder today. Uh, he's a sophomore. He'll be back. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, like, they, they've got a couple of guys. They always have dudes on the defensive line. Also, Harrison Walls the third, mm-hmm. who was the third receiver today, had two catches for 47. He's a freshman. So, like, they, they'll, they're going to be fine at receiver. All right. The defense is never bad at Penn State. They... Yeah, the question there is generally offense because the defense they've had dudes for a while now, yeah. particularly on the D line. Yeah, and, and you know they and if you saw the pass rush once they knew Utah had the backup quarterback in, he had to throw. And, you know Utah's offensive line does not get beat like that normally. Yeah, and there was just nothing they could do. You know, dudes breathing fire. Yeah. You know, and Curtis Jacobs, who had two sacks in this game, he's a sophomore. He'll be back. All right. Um, um, Damian Robinson, defensive end. Um, so he only played four games in the bowl game. 
mm-hmm. because the NCAA changed the rule where you can play in the bowl game after having played before to keep the eligibility. He'll be a redshirt freshman next year, and he had he had one and a half sacks. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, and they also tend to not lack for DBs. All right. Either. Like they they're they're going to be good on defense. They've got the skill players. If Drew Aller's really that five-star level guy and is that guy, um, there's a pretty good chance, I think, that Penn State will be playing on this date next year. And if they're playing on this date next year, that means they are playing in the semis. All right. Um, quite possibly in the same stadium. <laughs> in the Rose Bowl. So... Yeah, that's just a uh, thing to keep in mind. Um, as for Utah, good season. Not quite as great as they hoped for, given the top 10 start. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, pretty good. Um, we'll see what happens next year for them. You know, they open with Florida. Oh, boy. At home. Yeah, they're at home because they were at in Florida this year. Yeah, so well, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Tulane forty six, USC forty five. Yeah, this game. Well, honeymoon's over for Lincoln Riley. Yeah, you don't understand. What is my family but casual USC fans, right? Mm-hmm. So I walked in like. 10 minutes after the game ended for the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. First thing he said, they need to fire the defensive coordinator and all the defensive staff. Don't care yeah. if they're first year, you can't have this happen. There you go. Honeymoon's over, Lincoln. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't lose to Tulane. Defense has been their, has been their problem all year. I, I saw it in person. It, it It's been a problem, and... You could say, okay, at first year, they're going to make it better next year. Um, you have to make it better this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, year. now you don't have a choice. Yeah, it's like. I, I mean, because you, your offense, let's be real here, your offense is national title good, which means your defense has to be good enough to get you into the playoff easily. Yeah. And I don't think your defense is going to get you into the playoff easily particularly looking at the fact that the Pac-12 next year looks like the freaking Thunderdome. Yeah. Hey, really. On the top end. She's oh, like, God. oh my word. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, know, you, you, you know, particularly with the schedule flip for USC next year. I don't have that up. Do you? Oregon State and Washington State come off. Oregon and Washington come on. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, and you still got to play UCLA and Utah in whatever improvement Arizona makes. And let's face it, like, do we think Dion's going to get it turned around in one year? No. Are they going to be a pushover, though? No. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I said, like, the Pac-12 looks... The, you know, and then Oregon State, Washington State, also, and the like. The Pac-12 looks like the Thunderdome next year. Yeah, at least amongst to the top teams. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, yeah. And um, as for Tulane, 
Um, congratulations on an amazing season. Yeah. Congratulations on you know adding to your major bowl collection to your to your previous Sugar Bowl wins. You got a couple. Yeah. Now you got a Cotton Bowl win. Um, congrats to Willie Fritz for rebuilding from the hurricane from the lost hurricane year last year. Yeah. Seems pretty clear that um you know yeah they went two and ten last year right. Mm-hmm. But they also pushed Oklahoma to the brink at the start. Um, last year. Mm-hmm. Before, you know, Hurricane everything um, came into play. I lost a bunch of close games. It seems pretty clear that um, the real Tulane from last year was probably the team that was five points, that was only five points away from beating Oklahoma. Yeah. And not the, and not the team that went two and nine the rest of the way after that. It was just a happen circumstances when you uh, have a hurricane yeah. like that hit. Yeah, we have a hurricane when you have to practice for a month in Birmingham. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just an unfortunate circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the other congrats to Lane is um, congrats on, on avenging your loss to USC in the 1932 Rose Bowl. <laughs> okay. Um, which, that actually came up today in... Um, Um, on a Twitter th- thread, in my case, mm-hmm. where um, I was talking to um, you know, Chris Vanini of The Athletic, mm-hmm. and he posted something, and it was a newspaper thing from the Pensacola Journal in November 1931, talking about, in the 1920s and 30s, Tulane was one of the best football co- programs in the country. Why does LSU famously play night games? It started in part to avoid overlap with Tulane games, so fans had time to get to Baton Rouge. Yeah. But what he didn't mention, and I noticed it in the newspaper, just to the right of that, from the Associated Press, um, reverberations from the stunning upset victories um, by, by Army and Purdue still echoed today over the football front, where Tulane and Southern California seem to be the sole remaining contenders for mythical national honors. A puzzled pigskin world probably will take the easiest way out and vote the national title to the winner of the Rose Bowl game New Year's Day between Southern California and Tulane, granting that the Southern Conference champion is, is invited to participate as expected, which they were. <laughs> and I was like, I love the call him on the rights about the eventually USC versus Tulane Rose Bowl in the national title. And he's like, I didn't even, like, I didn't even put that together. But it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. There, there, there's your uh, quick college football history thing for today. Um, further through the New Year's Six, Alabama 45, Kansas State 20. Kansas State came out strong. Alabama looked asleep. Alabama woke up. Kansas State made a bad onside kick decision to start the second half. You don't do it to start the second half when you're that big of an underdog because that's when they're expecting it. Yeah. Um. And, and Alabama did that, forced a turnover on the next play on K-State's first play of the second half, scored again, and that was the game. Good night, Irene. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was playing the video game as soon as uh, Alabama started getting ahead. I'm like, okay, this game's over. I'll just put it on the background. Yeah. And the other New Year's Six game, Tennessee 31 and Clemson 14. Um. Obviously, our show won't be around, though we will be around discussing some things in some context, just not this one. Mm-hmm. 
Buddy Clemson's got a problem. Yeah. And also, Joe, also uh, Josh Heupel, yeah, it's taken some time, and it didn't work out last year at the beginning. But man, the Joe Milton super cannon seems to have been reined in enough to be able to throw accurate balls that are not 70 yards downfield. Yeah. Um, and that's a scary thought because I will say this, like Hendon Hooker was great, right? Yeah. You know why Joe Milton won the job over Hendon Hooker in the first place? Why? Because when the ethos of your team is run the ball to throw deep air raid balls 50 yards downfield, mm-hmm. Joe Milton arm strength wise has the best strongest arm I have ever seen. That includes the pros. He is, mm. he has the strongest arm I've ever seen. Um, it is unfortunate for him that, um, the last person who was like this squandered it all for all of these kinds of guys in the future, that'd be Jamarcus Russell. Oh God. Because if not for that, he'd be number one pick material and he still might be if it turns out he's good next season because he's got, he doesn't just have a cannon on there. Um, He's basically got a nuke on his right arm. It's so did you watch any of this or any of the pregame for it? No, no, I did not. Just know that they did a test and they gave, you know, it's the Orange Bowl, right? Right? Yeah. During, um, you know, the lead up to the game, they gave him an orange in the stadium. He threw the thing out of the stadium from his own end zone. <laughs> and he didn't even look like it was an effort to do it. He also threw another one where his goal was to hit the wall through the goalpost on the other side. He hit it in, and the orange shattered when it hit. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's got to get that under control. He, he has it under control now. That's the scary thing. Yeah. Like, we're not... We're, this is not the Joe Milton when he was at Michigan or when he first started at Tennessee last year when you're like, um, if he hits a cheerleader in the head, the cheerleader's going to die. Yeah. This is not that Joe Milton anymore. So, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> he's able to ratchet back a little bit. Yeah. Like... Is he ever going to be the perfect touch thrower? No. Does he have to be? No, he just has to be able to keep it in range of his receivers and in the field of play, and he can do that now. Mm-hmm. And the other nice thing is if you're a Tennessee receiver, you know you can sprint yeah, straight off the line and know that there's no way in hell he's ever going to underthrow you. Yeah. Okay, rest of the bowl games. Um, LSU 63, Purdue 7. Oh, hum. Looks a lot like the last time Purdue played an SEC team in a bowl game. That yeah. would be the um, the absolute murking by Auburn in 2018. Yeah. In, in the Music City Bowl. Um, Purdue, particularly without motivation with the coach gone and the quarterback not playing. Yeah, no. Um, Mississippi State 19, Illinois 10. Congrats to Mississippi State. Yeah, um, nice little scoop and score. 
Oh, at the end? Yeah, that flipped... That, that, uh, that's a pretty bad beat for some betters. Oh, I know. Because <laughs> that flipped... Uh, that flipped the uh, spread cover winner to Mississippi State from Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, like that. That's an abhorrent beat, by the yeah. way. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's one thing if you're going backwards on pitchy, pitchy, woo woo the whole time. It's another thing when you've actually moved it 30 yards forward, even if you don't score, to have it go back the other way if you're a better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, it's gone forward, just did get tackled, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really. Um, yeah. Well, um, do oh, we have to do it, don't we? Just put the scar and say move on. Oh, no. No, these numbers are so bad, we have to speak of them. Why? I don't like Iowa tw- movies. Iowa 21. This isn't a horror movie. <laughs> this is freaking torture. And the fact that I watched more than four plays of it means I'm at least going to talk about it and torture somebody else. Fine. You were smart. I wasn't. I have a 21, Kentucky 0. Um, I will note that only one offensive touchdown was scored in this game. Because Iowa returned two touchdown, two interceptions for touchdowns. I will also note that... Um, the combined total offense in this game, combined, was uh, 391. I'm sorry. Everything happened in the second quarter, the second quarter, and it was jack shit after that. And before and be- that. And before that. Um, combined third downs. So Kentucky was 2 for 18, Iowa 0 for 11. That's a 2 for 29 on third down. Like, we just, both of these teams, you know, after last year's 20-17 to bowl game, when both of them were better in playing in a Florida bowl game against each other, they just committed to the bit in the worst way possible here. Yeah. God. Just brutal. Okay, December 30th games. Um... Pittsburgh 37, UCLA 35. That that that's a I know DTR got hurt. That's a terrible loss, UCLA. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um Pittsburgh, no quarterback. You know, like Pittsburgh, no quarterback, no running back. Yeah, yep, yeah, gross. Mm-hmm. Um You know, and I get that Charbonnet wasn't playing for for UCLA, mm-hmm. but like DTR threw three picks. They still were in position to win until he got hurt. Ethan Garber, six for nine, but yet another back-breaking interception. Um, Garber should probably put his name in the transfer portal now because, <laughs> um, you know, he's been the heir apparent for a while, right? Yeah. Sophomore out of Newport Beach, younger brother, former Cal quarterback, Chase Garbers. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be starting next year. Hmm. You know who's going to be starting there? Who? Five-star quarterback recruiter UCLA flipped on the last day of recruiting from Oregon, Dante Moore. Oh, yeah, him. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Um, as for Pittsburgh, nice effort to somehow win this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good on you. Yeah. 
pretty much good on you. And also, that's 20 wins in two years for Pittsburgh. Yeah. That, that's the best since um, – that's the best two-year stretch for them since losing to BYU in 1984 destroyed the program. <laughs> no, they'd been, they'd been a top 10, top 15 team with a national title in 76 in there for a decade. They were preseason number three in 1984. They lost the opener to BYU, who, of course, eventually won the national title. Mm-hmm. Ended up 3-7-1 and one, and literally hadn't done a damn thing since. Nine wins was the cap on them since until last year. Hmm. So. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame 45, South Carolina 38. Comeback win. <laughs> oh boy. Hey, you know what? Uh, Tommy Reese. Hell of uh-huh. a job calling a game as the offensive coordinator, particularly yeah. after giving up two touchdowns on offense. Yeah. Um, by the way, Teams that scored two defensive touchdowns this year, uh, thirteen and two. This was the second one. The other one was um, Georgia was a Georgia Southern game against someone. I don't. I forget who. I think Georgia Southern James Madison. Oh, okay. Was was the other loser? So there you go. Um, but yeah, good on you. Nine nine wins. Like given the way this season started, and then right when it seemed like it was turning around to to eat it against that god-awful Stanford team. Yeah. Nine and four and a finish around number 15 is pretty dang good. Yeah. Um, Maryland 16, NC State 12. Um, This game was gross. We don't need to talk about it. There are two things we need to mention about this game. One... Mike Loxley, nice job taking the mail bath. Yeah. And two, NC State's radio announcer. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know, go find the clip of it. Awful announcing, I'm pretty sure, has it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you don't know what we're referring to, just know... It refers to immigration-related things in the city of El Paso and while doing a score update from the bowl game played there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Ohio 30, Wyoming 27 in overtime. In the Arizona Bowl, I... I didn't watch this. I'm only mentioning it. It's Barstool. I consider Barstool to be a different type of thing on the same level as Liberty. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'll mention the game, but I'm not watching a minute of a game that's only televised on Barstool.com. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. Cool. <laughs> December 29th. Washington 27, Texas 20. Uh, yeah, I watched the end of this game. It was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, did... Did you see uh, Sark and one of his assistants going at it? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I watched most of this game. So I watched the entire first half and then needed to drive home from where I was. So I left at the beginning of halftime and was back into it five minutes into the third quarter. Yeah. Um, Quinn Ewers actually played a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder who the starter... like. 
did he play well enough this season and the rest to make it an open and shut case next year? No. <laughs> like, and, and here, and and here's the uh, here's the real tactical error by the Quinn Ewers camp. Hmm. Um. Time to pay for that. Um. You know, leave early for nil money at Texas thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. at Ohio State thing. Uh huh. Um. You know the tra- the transfer anytime thing. Yeah. That's only for your first transfer, and you only get to play immediately if your second transfer is a grad transfer. If Arch Manning beats him out, he st- he has to sit for a year if he transfers. Oh. And you know what that means? Huh. Unlike many other ones where a young quarterback is facing off against an established starter, Sark doesn't have to worry about if Quinn Ewers is his backup, him immediately transferring to screw it all. Because <laughs> where's yours gonna go? Yeah. Sure, he can put his name in the portal. He's still got to sit out a year. Oops. <laughs> Excuse me. So yeah. Whereas normally in recent years, Ty goes to the older guy because the younger guy's willing to wait one year at least, and the older guy would just transfer. Mm-hmm. That ain't the case here. All right. Tie goes to Arch Manning here. Yeah. Because if it's a tie, Quinn Ewers is stuck there unless he's going to go sit a year. <laughs> um, as for Washington, uh, look out next yeah. year. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that's all we got to say. They're all back next year. Oh, with boy. The except, with the exception of Wayne Talapapa, the starting running back, mm-hmm. the whole offense is back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, look out is the right, right thing there. Washington is going to be in the top ten preseason. All right. Um, Penix is using his sixth year, by the way. That quarterback next year. Oh, nice. Yeah, that 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 that's a big part of it. Yeah, I was I was wondering if he was going to use it or not. Yeah, he is using it. That's part of why he played in the bowl game. That's yeah. Florida State thirty-five, Oklahoma thirty-two. Um, nice job by Florida State against a game Oklahoma team that played one of their better games of the season. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, like for Oklahoma, there are questions on defense you've got to figure out. There are questions. Yeah, you know, there there are some other questions around. I think Venables will get them figured out. Do I think they're going to be back to winning the Big Twelve next year? No. Are they going to be back to nine wins next year? Yes. Mm-hmm, okay. Like if you look at Texas, who was eight and four, and if they won the bowl game nine and four, or yeah, but lost and ended up eight and five. Mm-hmm. That's where Oklahoma's headed next year. Eight and four, eight and four, nine and three regular season, and then it could be anywhere from eight to ten, depending on how the on which way of that 8-9 split the regular season went and if they win or lose the bowl game. All right. Like, as for Florida State, are you ready to talk about the Knolls? I, I apparently I've been waiting for like six years now, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because let's face it, right about when we started this podcast is when the era of uh, 
Hashtag talking about the Knowles ended. Yeah. So, because <laughs> um, they're going to be ranked real high next year. Just yeah. the year. Um, Ten wins, um, a six-game winning streak to close the year. The quarterback is coming back, and the number one rated transfer recruiting class. Yeah. <laughs> On a team that has already been one of the best transfer portal users in the country. Yeah, uh, Clemson better watch out. Miami, um, they I know they Miami's a little class. ways away. They, yeah, yeah the, great, great incoming freshman class. What we saw at Texas A and M, that doesn't necessarily always take effect immediately. Yeah, really. So, um, uh, who, who else in the ACC better watch out? Uh, North Carolina. Yeah, because remember the ACC drops divisions next year, oh, so the coastal right. is gone. Um. Yeah, yeah, the coastal was gone next year. Yeah. Um, which honestly is bad for the teams in the coastal. But you know who it's probably really good for? Hmm. Everybody in the Atlantic, not named Clemson or Florida State. Yeah, really. Because <laughs> that that's going to be more games against teams on the other side, and less games against Florida State and Clemson, and less chance of having to play them both in the same year. All right. Uh, yeah. Pinstripe Bowl, Minnesota 28, Syracuse 20. I'll be honest. I was working that day. I got nothing. <laughs> I got I a regular remember, job too. And that, yeah. I remember watching some of this game and I honestly don't remember anything of this game. There you go. <laughs> I just don't remember. Um, I'm like, uh, I know. That's what a lot of bowl games were and are and have been. Yeah. Yeah. Just calorie free. Yeah. December 20th, holiday bowl, Oregon 28, North Carolina 27. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Bo Nix, good. Bo Nix also returning. Or at least Bo Nix, good once he settled in. It was a little tougher with Kenny Dillingham not there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who was even calling plays. Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, North Carolina defense, much better offense, much worse down the stretch though. Mm, yeah. Um, kind of like they faced some better teams that also had figured out the book on Drake may and realized, Oh, if we shut down Drake made a one re- to this one receiver, they can't run the ball. <laughs> they also don't have a second receiver. Oh, we'll let Drake get his yards on dinks and dunks and runs. Just don't let him beat me deep to X dude. And they can't run the ball on us and we win. Because as even if their defense is getting better, their defense isn't going to hold us under, tw- under 24. So, so. It looks like, yeah, so it looks like you could stop his Heisman run next year. He was only a freshman this year. He'll get better in the offseason, game take, film, the rest. Also, they're going to have a new offensive coordinator. Phil Longo is off to Wisconsin. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I'm not so sure about that, but that's kind of what the book was at the end of the year this year. Yeah. You know, you've got a full spring practice to improve and the rest. And yeah, like I think he's going to be just fine next year 
for sure. Yeah, yeah, they're they're talking about him being a finalist for the Heisman next year. I'm like, okay, it's entirely possible that he's going to have the numbers and the rest, but a lot of it depends on uh, what the offensive coordinator hire is and what that looks yeah. like. Um, actually, I think the other quarterback in this game is probably a better chance to be a Heisman finalist next year. <laughs> that, that 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 being Mr. Nix. <laughs> How do you feel right now? <laughs> if that's the case. I feel fine. You know why? Huh? Because Brian Harson wasn't going to use him correctly. No, he wasn't. He's <laughs> just like Brian Harson didn't use any other quarterbacks we had correctly. So <laughs> what? So what do I care? Um. Besides, have I told you what my plan for Thanksgiving is next year? What? I'm going to the Civil War, or whatever they're calling it now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know what that? You know what that means? Huh? Yeah, I want there to be stakes on that game. And if there's stakes on that game for the Heisman, even better. <laughs> wear your Auburn shirt. Yeah. You know, I'll wear my, I'll wear my Auburn shirt to support Bo and Eugene. <laughs> of course I will. All Actually, right. no, I, no, I couldn't. You know why? Huh? Because the Auburn shirt's the same color as an Oregon State shirt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they're both orange. Yep. Yeah. But that, uh, there, there you go. Spoiler alert for where I'm going to be uh, rivalry weekend next year. <laughs> I'm just going to make it happen. Okay. Uh, military Bowl, Duke 30, UCF 13. Uh, ho-hum. Yeah. Um, ho-hum, UCF off to the Big 12. Um, Liberty Bowl, Arkansas 55, Kansas 53 in triple overtime. Uh, I forgot this, this game even happened. Game, this game was wild. I mean, it was 38 to 20 at the end of the third. Hmm. And then we got overtime and then we got more overtime. And it was fun. All right. Um, you know, this is exactly what you want your bowl games to be, though, when they're not the big ones. Mm-hmm. You know, just give me a fun, entertaining shootout to put on the in the background and where the family is going to be distracted from whatever they're fighting about on occasion by a great play or something crazy happening. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech 42, Ole Miss 25. Uh, by the way, uh, the shine's off on Lane Kiffin. Yeah. No, Lane Kiffin, there's about a three-year shelf life before he wears out his welcome. Yeah. Uh... You know what I would say if I'm Auburn at this point? As bad as Hugh Freeze is, and I don't want Hugh Freeze, I probably don't want Lane Kiffin at $9 million a year like I just you know, built Ole Miss into doing. Yeah, really. Like, if nothing else, the Lane wears out his welcome thing, if he really does do that, and, and Ole Miss starts to descend under him, Auburn, by going after him and not getting them, has, has functionally eliminated a rival. So... <laughs> At least there's that. Okay. Um, you know, as for Texas Tech, good first year under Joey McGuire. Yeah. Really good first year under Joey McGuire. Um, and, you know, we'll get ready for Texas Tech, Oregon week two next year. I think that's going to be a pretty good game. All right. Uh, Camellia Bowl, Buffalo 23, Georgia Southern 21. 
This was on. I didn't watch all of it, but it was on the background. It was. I didn't watch any of it. I don't. It was a game. What happened here? <laughs> no, it, it was a close game. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. I was Moving playing on. Final Fantasy. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. While Moving this was just on. Yeah. Uh, Memphis 38, Utah State 10. Thank you, Memphis. Yeah. Just, yeah. Remember, all season, what was the conceit here? The Mountain West is awful. Yeah. The fact that Utah State bounced back to a bowl game. And yes, Memphis was not good in the American, but like they, they needed to win this game by a lot, and they did. Yeah. East Carolina 53, Coastal Carolina 29. Yeah, we thought it was the curtain call for Grayson McCall. It's not. Um, he removed his name from the transfer portal yesterday. He's coming back to Coastal. Huh. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Also, uh, as we expected in the preview, no defense from Coastal that was going to be able to stop East Carolina in this game. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin 24, Oklahoma State 17. This was a game. Mm-hmm. I will note that Fickle actually coached this game. I did. Yeah, which is rare for new head coaches coming in. <laughs> but but he did actually coach this game for Wisconsin. All right. Well, I mean, it's tough to tell the interim who was told for five years he was the heir apparent that he's not getting the job. And then, oh, yeah, you need to coach the bowl game, too. Yeah, that is true. Like, yeah, yeah. The, this was a pretty specific situation that caused it. Yeah. Um, as for Oklahoma State, yeah, down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, quick lane bowl up in Detroit, New Mexico State 24, Bowling Green 19. Good for Mexico State. Here's all you need to know about how bad this loss is for Bowling Green, and it's a bad loss. Oh, yeah. Um, New Mexico State was so far out of players that the leading rusher in this game was a cornerback for New Mexico State. <laughs> Nine carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. For a corner. Okay. okay. Um, like, you can't give up 240 yards rushing to New Mexico State and 407 overall and give up nine for 76 to a corner. Yeah. That's just you know, to a corner who played on defense in this game too. Yeah. But you know what do you expect from uh what do you expect from Mr. Loffler? Um Jack shit half the time. Yep. That's right. He only got to this game because the Mac was garbage. Yep. Uh in Hawaii, Middle Tennessee 25, San Diego State 23. <laughs> Middle Tennessee had negative 66 yards rushing. Yeah. The leading rusher in this game was a defensive lineman for San Diego State who got one carry for 27 yards on a fake. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, Independence, Houston 23, Louisiana 16. This was pretty ho-hum. Yep. Um. Gasparilla, Wake Forest 27, Missouri 17. 
Um, nice outing for Sam Hartman on his way out to Notre Dame. Yep. Um, Armed Forces Bowl. Um, Air Force 30, Baylor 15. If you were a betting man, do you know what you should have done with this game? The moment you realized the temperature at kickoff for this game was going to be 12 degrees, which it was, you should have bet the house on Air Force. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you now, if it's going to be 12 degrees, give me the option team over any team from Texas that's not running the option. Yeah. New Orleans Bowl, Western Kentucky 44, South Alabama 23. This was a big surprise that it was such a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boca Raton, Toledo 21, Liberty 19. Huzzah. <laughs> uh, Idaho Potato Bowl, Eastern Michigan 41, San Jose State 27. Great accomplishment by Chris Creighton to get to nine wins at Eastern Michigan. Yeah. Um, Uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl, Marshall 28, Yukon 14. Ho-hum. Hey, you got them to a bowl game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In year one. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to win it. Just get them. Yeah, exactly. Them. Yeah. Though I would have hoped to have been better than nine for 27 and three interceptions from my quarterback once I got there. Yeah. Boise 35, North Texas 32. Um, oddly close game. Uh, BYU 24, SMU 23. I did not watch any of this game. Uh, on the sense, uh, yeah, we were all distracted around this time. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Lending Tree Bowl, Southern Miss 38, Rice 24. I actually listened to a lot of this game on the radio. Frank Gore Jr. broke the all-time rushing record for yards at rushing yards in a bowl game. That's awesome. Yeah. 21 carries for 329 and two touchdowns. Um, he was spectacular in this game. Um, LA Bowl, which we went to, you know, in 2021, and uh, we thought about going to, and it's a good thing we didn't buy tickets because, you know, life happens. Yeah. Fres- and, and it's also a good thing we didn't go because Fresno State 29, Washington State 6. Because as we suspected, Fresno was the only actually really good team in the Mountain West, and they just lost a bunch of games when they didn't have their quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fenway Bowl, Louisville 24, Cincinnati 7 in the awkward nobody actually cares bowl game. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yes, uh, rivalry game with a coach switching, with the teams on the same sideline. And it was dull and boring as hell as you could be. Yeah. Louisville got, it's, uh, got the keg, and I don't think anybody really cared. <laughs> Yeah. Vegas Bowl, Oregon State 30, Florida 3. One important note in this game for Florida. So, um, you know, when did Florida get that three points? Uh, In the fourth? With 37 seconds left in the game. So, they so, question, just, so here's yeah. the question. Why would you kick a field goal there at that point in the fourth? Uh, f- f- uh, 
the spread? I don't know. Um. So when was the last time Florida was shut out? I don't remember. Uh, yeah. You know why you don't remember? Was it in the 90s? Uh, earlier. The last time Florida was shut out, and this is the all-time NCAA record for number of games, was a 16 to nothing loss at home to Auburn in October of 1988. Oh, wow. That was just before uh, Spurrier got there, right? Two years before Spurrier got there. Yeah. Spurrier got there in 90. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. All right. Just keep that record then. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know who the previous record holder was of that before Florida took it over at some point a few years back? Who? BYU. Huh. Um, and that was, um, I'm trying to remember what year that was. That might've been, um, yeah, that was in, um, (laughs) In 2003, Urban Meyer's first year at Utah. Mm-hmm. And BYU and Utah beat BYU three to nothing to snap um, BYU's NCAA record scoring streak at 361 straight games. So that in 2003 was BYU's first shutout loss since 1975. Hmm. Like, yeah. Um. So yeah. Another bit of odd history there. Um, UAB 24, Miami of Ohio 20. Uh, Ho-hum, hope you enjoyed your trip to the Bahamas. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got to say. Um, Troy 18, UTSA 12. UTSA going to be punching themselves all offseason for losing this game. Yeah. that I mean, Troy's defense played great. That said, no reason why they should have won this game. Yeah. At all. Particularly when uh, you look at the box score and Troy was out gained 345-153. I do have the conference records right here for the Bulls. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Because I don't have those up. All right. The American is 4-3. ACC, 5-4. Okay. Big 12, 2-6. This is a bad... Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, but but you know what? They won the most important one they had. Yeah. Uh Big Ten, five and four. CUSA, three and three. Uh, for, for a crappy conference. Good I guess that's yeah. pretty good. Uh Independence, uh, three and two. Mac, four and two. Mountain West, three and four. Mm-hmm. Pac twelve, three and four. Three and we're four. doing a little bit better. Well, considering they hadn't won a bowl game in three years until this season. Yeah. Uh, SEC is six and five, and Sunbelt's three and four. Who was it that was four and two? Mac. 
Well, there's your bowl. There's your bowl champions this year. Yep. In a really even and balanced bowl season. <laughs> yeah. That's just gross. <laughs> I was just looking at this, going like, huh? But that that goes to the way the rest of the season has been. Yeah. Other than Georgia feeling inevitable, everything's felt pretty non-standard this season. Yeah. So, yeah, like, and this is, I mean, let's be real here also. This has been the best overall season in some time. Yeah. Probably since, like, yes, there have been some great games along the way, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But this has probably been the best overall season since 2017. Yeah, I can say that. Um, You know, yes, 2019 had the, you know, had, had the great LSU team. And, and also the incredible Clemson-Ohio State game mm-hmm. in the semis. But there was also there was also a lot of um, ennui about that season. Yeah. Going into it. And only LSU beating Alabama really flipped any of it. Um, y- y- you know, like there was a lot of high-quality games that year, but there weren't any really upsets, particularly by the time LSU got to the Alabama game when we realized what they had. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, but really since 2017, maybe longer, but I mean, certainly, you know, the 2017 season with UCF, um, you know, the, um, the Auburn twin upsets over Georgia and Alabama at the end of the regular season. Um, the um, Ohio State um, terminated loss at Iowa. Yeah, the fifty-five twenty-four. Like there, yeah. Um, twenty seventeen had some fun twists and turns, and ended on on you know the two a second and twenty-six play. Yeah. Um, you know, just just a good good year. Um, this is the best, at least since then, maybe longer that that's a discussion for later and might depend on uh, how the championship game turns out as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that said, uh, thank you for listening. Everybody we'll be back after the title game. Um, and then we'll have a couple shows after that. And that will be the end of this iteration of what we are doing.